Hey, I'm Andrew Hales. Welcome to another edition of Chatting With. Today I'm here with Jeremy. Nice to meet you. Or Father Jeremy. Father Jeremy would be fine. <laughs> um, exorcist. Yes, uh, that I've added, I had to add that to my skills. Of course, I, I practice other uh, aspects of being a priest, but that's one additional skill that I had to add. How long have you been doing exorcisms? Well, um, I think if I date it from when I became a monk and then a priest, uh, that would be in the late 60s. Uh, I mean, that came first. Yeah. And then um, there was a need to add exorcism skills and abilities to the tasks I was already performing. What, yeah, what are these skills you talk about? Well, um, let's just say the 1614 uh, rite, the, the um, Catholic uh, rite of uh, exorcism. In other words, the, uh, that's the starting point, is to be able to navigate that. And, um, and then to have some awareness around what you're potentially dealing with. Um, hmm. I mean, for example, um, I think in, uh, in movies and maybe literature, it's often uh, this moment between the priest the exorcist and the demon is is often made dramatic, you know, as if it were almost improv or interactive or whatever. Mm. The truth is, talking about skills, that's the last thing you'd want to do is to go to an into an improv with a demon, and that's why the the uh, 1614 Catholic liturgy is extremely strict as to exactly how. Uh, the, the liturgy is read in the face of the demon. Uh, that liturgy, by the way, was updated in the end of around 1999, but it's still basically the same. When was the last one you performed? Um, last year, when, when I did an infestation, actually, in a public space. Infestation? Yeah, there, there are several possibilities for, you know... Uh, Ghosts? Uh, well, no, uh, possession. Okay. Um, I mean, there is full on, you know, to be possessed, but you can also uh, experience the presence of a demon in the form of, a, say, um, um, obsession. So that's in, internal out, you're obsessed to something, or uh, if you are being vexated, in other words, the demon is impacting on you some way within the way that he can, whether it's physical or hearing or images or whatever. And then finally, infestation, what they call haunting. So although any one of those could be uh, the exorcist is required to come in and um, clear the, the scene of the demon. And this one that, I'm, that you asked me about happened to be an infestation. In other words, the demon was, had taken up residence in a seat in the theater. How did the people, why did the people think that? Yeah, it's a good question. Because separately they had hired ghost hunters to come in and check all over for, for uh -huh. some valence or disruption of some kind. And they mm -hmm. had come to the conclusion that there were three places in the theater where a uh, unfriendly spirit had taken up residence. And that was one of them. And... You, when you arrived, you you could sense that the spirit was there. Uh, not initially. Um, initially, well, for one thing, uh, the someone, a patron, was actually in the chair, and the whole row was occupied. So we had to make some adjustments before I could even get to it. Hmm. Um, I think that 
In this particular case, I never got any strong sensation uh, or disturbance coming out of the, the location, the chair or the underines of the chair. Um, but nevertheless, I, I did go through the, uh, the right that's okay. applicable to that. And, um, uh, the, and also taking into account that there was a patron there and you've got a situation where if you have an infestation with a haunted house, right? That's a, another form or a, a haunted chair or whatever it is. If uh, in that context there is someone who's has opened a door to a demon or is vulnerable, or whatever, that's kind of getting into risk area. So, so even if I didn't sense the demon, I would want to, uh, you know, to feel that we that we had, you might say, cleansed the space. Okay. When someone's possessed, what, well, first of all, why does uh, anyone get possessed in the first place? Um, there are two levels. I mean, why does anyone ever feel temptation? Let me a answer it this way. There are two levels. We all experience temptation of some kind. So we see something we would like to have it. That's a low-grade, uh, non, you might say, uh, threatening level of of possession is, is the feeling of temptation. The next level up though is when uh, one of the demons, one of the fallen angels is giving you a little help. They're giving you a little help hmm. with whatever it is you are uh, coveting or uh, aspiring to do or whatever. In other words, so that's the level we're talking. We're not talking about normal level of, of um, temptation. We're talking about extraordinary level where you could, you could feel it. You feel obsessed by something. Um, hmm. And uh, the demons are simply, it's not, they're sort of equal opportunity. I mean, they don't care whether it's one form or another. Basically, they want to um, uh, derail, if you will, the human spirit any way they can. And then uh, another side of it, though, is a possibility that someone has opened a door to a demon. Open a door means, for example... Um, Ouija boards. Yes, exactly. Hmm. Or anything along those lines. Have you seen the film? Yes, I have. Do you like it? Uh, it's dramatic, you know, and sort of. <laughs> Is it like? Have you had any situations like that? No, not really, because they're they're making a whole uh, movie about one particular topic, and and my focus is my focus is really uh, the demon in context. Okay, so you haven't had anyone vomit on you, or no, no levitation, or. Uh, no, not really. Um, those are sort of dramatic uh, moments. I mean, basically, in managing it, you don't really want it to get to the point. That, it, that is a kind of a contest with the demon, which is really you don't want to enter into. And um, on, I mean, I don't on. want the you, demon. You've seen someone levitate? Oh, yes, of course. Like off the bed? Oh, yeah, totally. But I mean, this is not something that you want to encourage. So you, there are ways to avoid it or you might say, uh, it's just dramatic performance on the part of a demon that doesn't serve any purpose. <laughs> well, in the movie, what was, why did they possess that little girl? Uh, because she was... Uh, the Ouija board thing. She was just yeah. like asking for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. that is a, I mean, that is a form, I mean, it could be uh, going to a fortune teller. I mean, it could be any one of the things where you're you're basically um, I guess if you put it in Catholic terms um, It's a form of idolatry uh, There should be no God above God and so you're trying to find that edge that comes from another source besides God It's basically a violation of that 
Mm-hmm. One form or another. So I don't particularly care what form or it, in detail it turns out to be. That's the issue that the demon is addressing. How do you know whether it's mental illness or they're really possessed? Well, um, you just have to slog through it, so to speak. Feel I mean, it out. Yeah, I mean, it's a fine line, right? A uh, gray line between uh, some kind of... Um, mental illness or some disturbance of some kind, which can be used by the demon in any case, versus a full-on possession of any kind. So I think it's almost kind of irrelevant to the uh, the case at hand. Uh, And also, not only that, but if we were going to go by strict rules, it would be the case that this person had been thoroughly examined by scientific professionals before he came to me. Okay. So there's a whole step, but right. the, the thing is that, as I said, uh, as a practical matter, um, because uh, in the the monasteries and in the Far East, and in fact, when I came back, it's kind of outside the regular order, so to speak, of how the Catholic exorcism would be conducted within the framework. Hmm. And so therefore, that's why I answered you. I mean, I might not get the opportunity to see how a professional, the opinion of a professional in a particular case. The family has brought us into something. We got to deal with it. But generally speaking, if it was in the, within the auspices of the Catholic, that would be thoroughly examined in detail by professionals um, and uh, then run all the way up the uh, totem pole to, to get a, a decision to go ahead with a exorcism. It would not be done lightly uh, on the fly. Okay, so you assess the situation. And then what's the next step? Well, uh, there, there are a series of, of um, lit- I mean, I have them here. I can actually quote them if you want, but let me just give you a feel. The 1614 liturgy uh, takes us through um, catching the attention, tache draco, getting the attention of the uh, demon, hmm. um, establishing the uh, bona fides that you have to listen to me, and then going through prayers along the way to enlist not only uh, the, uh, the support of God, but also the archangels, Michael, and, and, and others. In other words, there's all enlistment, which then culminate finally, and I'm sort of really compressing it, but it culminates then with a challenge to the, two challenge. The first challenge to the demon is to, to reveal your name, which of course is the worst thing they ever want to do. They don't want to reveal who they are. Hmm. And then who else is in there? They don't want to reveal that. And then finally, it's uh, um, to get out, get out. So where we're headed through all of that is you get out, and then once you get out, you get a blessing, and it's over. So the actual, the actual, uh, I don't know if you could follow what I just suggested. It's no, yeah, just yeah. a simple outline, right? Right, right, right. Uh, and, but the trouble is by the time the screenwriters get a hold of it, you know, it has all of these... Um, dramatic interpolations that really don't have any. The okay. last, as I said before, the last thing you want to do is to get into an improv with a demon. Hmm. That's why I have very strict text that you read carefully and you don't depart from. Does it always work? Well, does it always? No, it certainly. Well, okay, that's kind of a loaded <laughs> question, isn't it? Uh, you... Is that offered by a believer, or I'm wondering? <laughs> Uh, does it always work? No, it's something that couldn't always work, could it? It takes could take months and months and months. Um, so you've you've failed some possessed people. Oh yes, uh, 
and then uh, basically what it, then they eventually just die or something well or? I mean no I mean for example uh, I'll give you an example I mean it may not end well uh, for example um, during my return to the US and ministering to families and members of families including exorcism there are other forms of ministry but including exorcism there was a uh, a family member who came over from Paris. This person was clearly occupied or possessed uh, with, with uh, almost uh, uncontrollable uh, sexual proclivity and uh, voraciousness. And that was the form it took, but it was actually being possessed. And so um, I began the, the, what would become a series of exorcisms with this individual, um, somewhat persuaded by his family and uh, after one break um, I actually got attacked um, this happened in Pasadena um, I actually got attacked by by one of them and, you know it could be a number of demons right it's not just one I mean it's always always a host five or six are in there so one of the demons that was fighting so hard to keep control of this uh, uh, guy from Paris they actually attacked me. First of all, I saw one evening, I was walking by, I saw a strange form by a telephone pole. And the next, uh, within, say, a week or so, I was actually waiting for the gold line. And it felt like somebody pushed me into the train. I sort of knocked out teeth and broke a rib and a whole bunch of things. And I'm not actually sure. I mean, they're, technically speaking, the... Uh, Wait, hold on, hold on. What knocked out your teeth? Um... I was pushed into the train. By and, a force. You know, by a force. And I, as I'm going to explain, yeah. um, th that is exactly what happened. The gold line was coming into Lake Station, and suddenly I found my face in, in, in the second front of the second cab. I'm just glad it wasn't in the front. I mean, I was like 10 seconds before that. I could have been down. The, what I was trying to explain was that... Um, Technically speaking, if that's the appropriate way, or legally speaking, however you want, the demons are not actually empowered to push me into a train, uh, but they can create the circumstances where I black out or I lose my balance or whatever, and I fall into the train, and that's just as good, really. And this is it's some combination of the two is what happened. So what happened, I mean, it was quite clearly that the demons did not want me to minister or perform any more exorcisms to try to free this fellow. And then he ended up going back to Paris. So this is certainly an example. Not only did we not get him cleansed of the, uh, of the reason his family wanted him to, to be the subject of an exorcism, but I got pushed into a train. Yeah, do you ever get scared? Interesting question. I mean, I'm going to say no, but then I'm going to try to unpack how that could be. I mean, yeah, you seem pretty unfazed by working with demons. I think that it, you know, it, um, it's, you know, you, you know, when I came back, it wasn't only demons; it was also um, funerals, because um, uh, after I retired from the priesthood, I took a job uh, writing and creating funerals for families. Hmm. It's like asking me, "Do you ever get sad when you write a funeral?" Hmm. Not really. And the same thing is true, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with demons. Do you ever get afraid of it? Not really. But I have to say, it's because the structure is very strict. It's not like I'm uh, imagining a situation in exorcist where I'm going to be pushed downstairs. Right. Like, uh, are, 
Don't you worry that the demon's going to jump into you? Uh, no, no, we don't worry about that because uh, you, you wouldn't have been commissioned in the first place to do an exorcism without meeting certain character uh, qualities, including integrity and courage and a variety of other things. Do you use holy water? Oh, yes, of course. Now, that's just water blessed by priests? Yes, exactly. I mean, actually, I could, I could order some... Uh, holy water off Amazon, uh, you know, from Israel or whatever if I wanted to, but I think it's kind of a waste of time. Just take it out of the tap and bless it. But they don't like it, you know, uh, and so yeah. throw that on it, you know, you can always get a reaction. Yeah, is it a deeper voice and all that, and you hear it like, uh, you know. Oh, again, we're, with the theatrics and the dramatics and all that, you know, it's only a deep voice if they want to put on a show. The demon. Yeah. And has that happened to you, though? Uh, norm normally, it's kind of a, a voice to be heard, so to speak. In other words, there's no dramatic intent in the character of the voice. The purpose of the voice is to communicate. In fact, if anything, they try to mimic the person, so I'm fooled. What do they usually try to communicate? Well, uh, they're trying to resist me, of course. And, and I mean, I'm commanding them out, or I'm saying my authorities. Are, they're trying to debate that issue. Hmm. With me, of course. You know, I mean, there's a contest. See, I my presence is a threat, or not just my presence, but the uh, l legal uh, framework that I am imposing on the chaos they want to create is a threat to their survival. And then they have to report failure to Satan. I mean, they got in and then they got out. That's not a good thing. So. Do you charge people money? No, I let them make their contributions to the church. I don't have any transactional fee. Okay. Um, do you have like a list of bookings? No. Um, Is Halloween a, a popular time of year? Not really. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, well, first of all, as I said, I got into this sideline, so to speak, because in the several monasteries I worked at, uh, this was become an issue among the people that the, mon that the monks interacted with on other dimensions, whether it was the fruitcakes or the wine or uh, whatever it was. And um, so I got into that to minister certain situations. When I came back, it was unofficial, um, and therefore it, was, it didn't carry the legal authority of the church, but on the other hand, the families wanted it. It felt better if they had somebody who had this experience. What are these letters or this outline that you recite? Well, um, would you be able to demonstrate on me right now? Yeah, yeah. That's not like sacrilegious. Well, let's thing. think of this. Let me let me respond to your question. I mean, can I read it to you? Yes. Um, should I <coughs> uh, impose it upon you as if you were possessed? Probably not. You know, yeah. I give you a little bit of a feel. I would have to get ready because you cannot get off of this. So. I could do it by myself, but probably an assistant, somebody to hold the holy water when it's time to do that. Mm -hmm. And um, do you also, say do you say power of Christ compels you? Uh, no, okay. I, I'll do it later on. Uh, okay. And in addition to the the sixteen uh, fourteen uh, liturgy as revised, um, I do uh, put in some uh, tongues, speaking of tongues, uh, see, you'll find actually in, in some southern states and other places that they actually do this in, in tongues, in, 
in a Pentecostal way. What does that mean, tongues? Um, it, it means that, that I'm going to read it, but, but this came from an actual... It, it is like your... It's this, gib gibberish. Well, uh, that would, of course, be value judgment based on it. In other words, it's sounds. It's the sounds that are, that are created by being inspired by a higher being, is okay. what it is. Um, okay. Uh, um, I mean, I wouldn't want to call it gibberish. It's kind of a, a value judgment. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. But, but th this is actually written down from such a moment. All right? So you can hear it. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Kiribasi moyekai uya mosekai indeku mosa hirekai suchoye yama monde kaiesa. Excuse me, my dear, what is your name? Do you feel the presence of an evil spirit? May I have your permission to conduct an exorcism in this space? Tachedako! Omne potentis potestate, ubio ed emperut paries mihi et tachias. O thou holy angels and archangels, from all evil deliver us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In nomine patris et filii et spiritus sancti. May Jesus show you his mercy. Hinc sequitur verbem. Day, thou art my protector and my refuge, my God, on him will I trust. Verde reto Santana, I command the unclean spirit by the power of God, tell me thy name. Ece crucem domine, begone ye hostile powers, tell me thy name. Exorcisote, eradicare et evugari. Recidi nomine patris et filii spiritus sancti. Be gone in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I cast you out. I cast you out. I cast you out. Ece crucem domine. Be gone, ye hostile powers. At this point, we confirm that the demon is gone. Or maybe not. Credo in Deum Patrem, Omnipotetum. Glory be to the Father as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be throughout all ages. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti, go in peace. Amen. Kiribasi moye kai. Uya mosekai indeku mosam hire kaiye suchoye kam monde kaisa. That was beautiful. Now, hopefully, he's gone. But of course, I would have little visual cues throughout to know whether the demon was still there. Now, for one thing, he wouldn't tell me his name because then we get stuck on that right away. If someone's possessed, is there a way for them to get un get the demon out by themselves? No. Unfortunately not. No way. You need an exorcist. No, totally. And you're the only one in L.A.? Oh, no. Um, again, you know, I'm, I'm sort of outside the, the um, legal official channels of how the Catholics are handling it now. 
But I would say, generally speaking, um, there must be, uh, oh, gee, five, ten, at least five or ten. Any last words? I think I covered everything. This has been great. Well, I've very much enjoyed my time with you. Um, uh, am I, have I made you a believer? Do you, are you a believer in exorcism now? Um, <clears throat> I think uh, I think placebo is powerful. And hope is good, and prayer is good. Um, so you don't believe there is such a thing as I don't, a I don't believe in demonic demons. disturbance of some kind. That's fine. You'll have to experience it directly then. You won't have the benefit of a vicarious understanding. Well, yeah, I have your number. <laughs> yes, you have. I would be delighted to come over. But I guess that it'll be too late by that point. <laughs> well, first of all, the uh, possessed party is not going to make any calls. Right. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for subscribing. Uh, happy Halloween. I will see you next week.